Welcome back to the show. You should have seen Travis's eyes when he saw those big snowflakes hitting the ground out here in Grand Center in St. Louis. <laughs> Travis, criminally under, unaware, but we were, we're having a good show, <laughs> so I'm glad you weren't quite aware of the uh, amazing <laughs> weather that we have ahead of us for the next 10 hours. I really thought we had gotten past the worst of it, and it looks like it's going to be one hell of a day. It is. It's and, and to the point, look, we're, we are not necessarily anti-snow people. We're anti-idiots. And idiots tend to uh, have a field day in weather like this. They are the reasons why we, as a city, can't get from one point to the other because they're being morons on the highway. It's not a matter of just uh, getting to where you have to go. It's getting there cautiously. And that's what people try to do when the weather is like this. Maybe and I'll then uh, there are a handful of idiots who just don't give a damn. Man, maybe I'll get a hold of Chris Davis over at KSDK and see if he's going sledding in Forest Park again. Uh, Alyssa Toomey just uh, tweeted that Art Hill empty right now. Ooh. People sleeping in. It's, it's a, a good photo day. It is a good Forest photo Park. day. It yeah. is a very pretty photo day for You going to hit the sledding over there? No, I don't really don't sled. I like to go over there and just... If you find the some of the water areas and get pictures there, it's kind of nice. It's serene. I'm surprised the sledding's not picked up. It'll pick up around 10, I bet. Maybe today's the day where I could break in and sneak into the tunnels of the River to Pear. Oh, you don't have to do part. that today. Uh, I don't have to, but would today be the day to do it? Not necessary. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, now that we're dealing with weather, we do have some tweets from a friend. Yeah. Yeah. There's one in particular, Angela Smith, who has been on the show the past two weeks uh, to play dogs on film in the absence of, or on film, in the absence of Dr. Oh. Ed Mignaco, um, as he's been in Hawaii. Angela had, I bought a frozen pizza in case I get two snow day hammered to make chicken and dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag STL weather, hashtag snow day drinking. And I did see later she ended up making the pizza, not chicken and dumplings. Good for her. So that means she, she drank a little... A lot, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. These are the days that I really would like to drink. Yeah. Do you guys have a uh, a snow day meal? Do you do you get into that at all? Tonight it's BLTs for me. I was gonna do BLTs last night, <clears> but uh, I ate enough at Taco Circus that I only had one meal yesterday. Oh, look at you! Yeah. Wow. Mm. I'm like, I I got to be like eight o'clock. I'm like, I gotta have a little something, but why not? No, I'm not going to. So I think it's going to be BLTs tonight. I used to be big on the uh, ordering and going to pick up food if I'm out. No, you jerk. If I'm oh, out, you pick it up. Pick it up. You know, okay. No, no, I would, I, and I was going to say that. Like, I don't want to because I can only imagine what the pizza drivers have to do today. But, yeah, I, and because I, and yeah, I try not to put that type of pressure on them. So I'll try to find something at the grocery store generally. I don't have a meal per se. You're not gonna go with a chili or. Uh, I would love. God, you know what? Kind of slow roasted you just, pork. You just, hit, you just hit the nail and said, "Daddy's gonna have to get some chili." Daddy, Daddy would be good. Do you, are you one of these people? You do have something kind of crazy, like a secret ingredient in your chili. You put straight up sugar in it, don't you? Mm. That's a little sweet and low. I always you add put sweet and low in his chili. I add sriracha to mine now. All the there time. you go. Yeah, that's just that's just good. Yeah. Uh, did you know that when it snows, Travis's eyes become larger, and the light <laughs> that you shine can be seen? I think that's how it works. I'm not seeing from all. the black sheep. The black sheep. That's not how any of this works. Huh. I'm trying to think of other. Remember one year, um, maybe the black sheep. My brother and I don't know. This would be. Uh, I knew Travis at the time. 
There was a an epic snow. It shut down the University of Missouri for the first time since like the 1800s. You remember that? In like 2006, it was ridiculous. Where like all of Columbia, like four feet mm-hmm. of snow, insane. Mm-hmm. I want to say after I went and trekked around, like you could barely even walk through the stuff. We made apple cider and Captain Morgan mixed Ooh. together, but we put it in a big pot, like heated it up on a on a thing, and it was super sticky and messy. But to this day. Uh, my brother was like, guess what I'm making uh, for winter drinks. Yeah. Uh, that was a, a hell of a snow day. And it was probably pizza involved, too. That sounds pleasant. It was. Like it was today, it, days like today or, g- or yesterday are good drinking days to mm-hmm. me. Like, because there's really nothing else to do. How are you going to pass the time? Right. Let's just make our brains stop. Yep. Let's, Let's just take do that. shots. Watch the Christmas episode at the office. You can do that. Um,. I would I would just get drunk. That's what I would recommend to people. And now that Not you're sober like for six years, where do, where does that brain go? Travis, do we have any suggestions for him? You you could read. Yeah, <laughs> I got two books. Everybody, I feel like everybody's answer now is CBD <laughs> for everything. There's a like CBD place oh, CBD. in uh, in the Central West End. I could probably go stop by there today. I need to refill my prescription for my. Uh, my anxiety pills. Okay. I need to refill that. I forgot to do so into the weekend, so I've gone two days without. Oh, have shit. You, have you noticed? No, I've been okay. It's a weird, okay, it's a weird mix or it's a weird conversation to have if somebody takes, um, how would you describe these? Uh, I, I want to say altering, and I don't mean it in a bad way, mood altering. I, or, I take an antidepressant. Right. Yeah. So if people take these medications and that makes them whole and it makes them who you know them, uh, who you, who they are, right? When they're not taking it, it's a delicate conversation to be mm-hmm. like, are, do you need to take your medicine? Because like, sometimes people just have bad days too. So you don't want to stigmatize that or be rude about it. Right. But also, have you taken your medicine? Yeah. Like it's that simple, but it's a horrible conversation. So I need to get that. I actually need. Are you taking your medicine? I have not. I need to though. So maybe CBD can stem that until I get to the pharmacy later today. Yeah. Um, I need to get a flu shot. I normally don't get a flu shot. I never do. Do you? But, Travis, I've never gotten a flu shot. Okay. I haven't either. Yeah. But I'm going to this year. Some people swear. You're going to do it? You're going to do the flu shot this year? Because my grandma's been on me, but, and I've been trying to <clears throat> push it away. Sure. Because I'm like, I just, I never got one. But I figured with taking public transit as much as I do now, it probably I'm makes sense to, to do so. Yeah, definitely. So that makes sense. with that in the equation now, I'm like, well, actually, it probably does make sense. Well, it's going to incapacitate you for at least probably a week once you get the shot. Will it? I know some people who have gotten does. sick immediately afterwards. That does happen. Like, you can get sick, but then... Because there are... what? I know the cat was talking about it. I heard him talk about it recently, that he got it. He immediately got sick for a bit, like for four or five days. Oh. Oh. That, that would not be... But I don't good. want that. I just heard the strain is really bad this go-around, too, and... I've really? never gotten I it. I, I, not to, I'm not, I don't knock people <clears throat> who don't get it. I've never gotten it in my entire life um and i've been able to avoid uh flu uh, for the most part knock on wood obviously it only takes one time for you to really feel like shit mm-hmm. but um to each his own go for it i say whatever if you can do it go for it i'm just thinking with public transit me being on there so much now that maybe it does make sense it's no, kind of it like if you're a teacher you're bound yeah. to get sick yes. or something oh my around. gosh so kids 
So I'm like, if I'm around people, especially people I don't know, and what made me think of it, there was a guy behind me coughing the other day, and I'm like, Uh-oh. oh, yeah. okay, maybe this does make sense no, now. No, it yeah, does. I'm trying to think, too, the the times that I've got, I must have been like a kid when I got it or something, but I've never gotten the flu shot. I don't. It's probably just traditional, right? If your mom made you do yeah, it, you just yeah. keep I think doing it. If your parents it. did it, you probably are still doing it to this day. But mm-hmm. grandma is just never did it as a kid. Everything, yeah. so. Yeah, grandma brutal. loves you. Yeah, she does. And but this is her mo is why you need a colonoscopy. Yeah, you do. You're overdue for a colonoscopy. You need your colonoscopy. Got to get the. Let the I am overdue get, for that. Got to let the man get up there and get your butt. Mm. Yeah. Get up in there and get the butt. I've had. Can two, we live stream that? No, we can. If you want, I've had two colonoscopies <laughs> and I think three rectal exams. In my right, lifetime, let's uh, in these talk 40 sports years. or something. I don't need to nah, we don't care need. about your poop. You, you mentioned uh, cat. It made me think of this. It's mm-hmm. not the cat, but it's Jim Hayes. We need to talk to Doctor Ed on uh, Wednesday because was it the Board of Aldermen passed maybe a new bill where they've outlawed declawing cats in the city of St. Louis? Hmm. That's illegal to declaw cats. Yeah. Why would that be, Chris? Uh, they're calling. They would probably. I don't know the law, but. What, from what I've seen, it would say it's torturous or unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, seems like we should probably tackle some other things uh, first. Which people I was talking about <laughs> this with brought up. But just like everything else, the loudest voices get heard. And, and people, these, you know, people that are obsessed with or have an affinity for cats, if they were loud and got this done, then more power to them. Personally... I, uh, but whatever. I do, I do have to be consistent. I have demanded that local government be able to multitask as well. <clears throat> Correct, right? Like you we can don't prioritize, have, yeah. but you have to be able to accomplish things, even if you're not getting what you want done immediately. You still have to be able to do other things along the way. Right. So that has to happen, or else then what are you doing? Yeah, and that's the thing too. Like I had Rottweilers growing up, and like the traditionally, like you chop a Rottweiler's tail. And that was done because, like, they would pull things and then it wasn't functional. And we're talking, like, lo- hundreds of years ago, what they mm-hmm. were used for. But really, there's no, other than the look, it's just money that you're spending to make a dog look a certain way. When I were growing up, I didn't think twice about that. Like, this is what you did. It's whatever. Yeah. Now, if I were to get a Rottweiler, I'd be like, eh, I don't need to get his tail docked. I mean, it's whatever, right? So, like, yeah, it's, I get it, and I'm fine with people working hard to get something that they don't like outlawed in an area, that's fine. Do I think that that was top of the list of, <laughs> of right. things that should be taken care of? I I, just, I we have don't. a legit topic for Dr. Ed on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, and we'll have and to, to talk about Hawaii. Is, Skype him in is he back? I'm not sure. Okay. We'll I'll, I'll check, check with him. him. Yeah, I'll check with him. Now, I, thought he might I actually, I would think, too, um, and, le- and there's no real function, and this is, <laughs> so dog fighting people do this, so there's less to grab, but like, docking or uh, trimming up dog's ears mm-hmm. like to me that's worse than maybe it's not worse than declawing maybe declawing is like really bad for a cat i'm ignorant yeah so i don't know yeah either way it's uh maybe we'll ask there the you expert. have it but yeah i think the i think the multitasking thing is a very good point yes like i'm not mad if these people got this done i am mad if it would take away from other uh pressing duties mm-hmm. so We'll see. Uh, we'll also see how they uh, they treat this snow today. Did, were you too, were you spending too much time on this cat declawing? Now my street's not going to get plowed. Yeah. Do you think that those Fair. two correlate? Uh, it doesn't matter if you want to have outrage. That's a good way to go about That's it. That's a good though. way to do it. I wanted to bring something up real quick. 
for Travis because I heard this, I guess it was last Friday. A radio legend, a radio icon retired. The great Tom Joyner. Um, <coughs> calling it quits. Uh, I was a shot from his from cruise. Are you in that photo, Trav? Oh, yeah, shoot, I may actually be Sponsored by Denny's. The fantastic uh, voyage. Amazing. What now, sponsored by on Denny's these, or Ford. On these oh. cruises, would an ethnicity outside of black American clean up or trying be ostracized? To, I'm trying to look at the picture here and see if we can find one. Like if you're oh, the, no. If, you, if you're uh, the only white dude or you're the only Asian dude on that, on that boat, are you going to be lifted up? Or you won't be, be lifted up. Okay. You will. Um, You'll be. Will you be looked at like you're up to something? Uh, I, I will say this. You're just a single white guy, wow. and you buy Tom a ticket Jordan. to the Tom Joyner cruise. Oh, that, 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 that. Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be eyeball on that person, Travis? Man, if you listen are, to if, this, if you are a white guy on the Tom Joyner cruise, if you aren't one of the sponsors, <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> You're gonna be. You understand, you understand. Like these are people who plan their year around this cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are older black people who love to have a good time, and they are not about. Look, they plan for this. Like these folks plan okay. for this, and so you know they plan because they want to get away from what they have to endure often well, they didn't five endure. days after what the week. They're, white, they're, friend, they're friendly with white people. No, they, that's fine. So but if I show up as a single white Caucasian Ooh, male. Don't show up being single, man. Please all, at least have a black wife. First At least all, have a black wife. First or at all. least have a, a Carnival Cruise polo on that makes it look like you work on the boat. Oh, like so you want me to be the help? Yeah, that's the okay. only way. Look, man, I'm trying to just explain it to you. Bl- no, black I people, I think you're off. They go on these vacations to get away from y'all. Mm-hmm. They do the time now. If they wanted to be, if they would have went to Vegas if they wanted you around. They would have went to Miami Beach if they wanted you around. They go on the Tom Joyner Morning Show cruise specifically to get away from a certain group of you individuals. Think this is all about getting away from the whites. This is <clears throat> it is 90% of the reason why people go on that cruise. How empty is that pool on the Tom Joyner cruise? Man, see that's a thing. <laughs> that's a thing. That's oh, when we show everybody our swimming skills. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, right. There's specific rules for the Tom Joyner cruise. They don't fill that over 2 feet. Uh, <laughs> that's a wading pool on this one. Uh, I think there were some shout-outs online from several uh Black media members, I think I saw a tweet from Bomani. He had a thread going, I believe, in regards to his appreciation for what Tom Joyner meant to not only his career, uh, but to that of others. 25 years on the air, signing off this past Friday. He, um, I'm trying to see, like, I, I guess you can almost say what Stern is to... You guys, I guess, join us. Oh, no, Stern for everyone uh, kicked open the doors and never looked back. But so Tom, black, white, whatever, you, you bow down to Stern. When but I think what, what Tom Joyner was able to accomplish, not only just through radio syndication nationally, Huge, but what he right? was able to do sponsor-wise. Like, he was able, he was one of the very few radio programs that could go to the big Fortune 500 companies and get them to invest not only in his show, 
but get him get them to invest into historically black colleges, which is why he has the crews so he can raise money for scholarships to send these students you find to out. these HBCs around the country. You, feel, so. you find out that uh, all the money raised goes to confetti cannons to give to black moms whenever their their kid graduates. Yes, that's, that's, that's how it goes. goes. That's but Tom Jordan has meant a lot in just in the radio community, the black community. He has he's Huge. been the voice. Like, look, if you are a, a candidate and you want to speak to a black audience, a massive mm -hmm. black audience, you had to go through Tom Joyner, and Tom Joyner didn't. Didn't cut any corners, didn't cut anyone any favors, didn't do, do it for Obama. Obama had to work and go on Tom Joyner and go <clears throat> to these outlets to truly show the community what he was about. But Tom Joyner has been a part of the community for a very long time. And as far as I understand, it, he's still going to continue to raise money for the historically black colleges around the country. He's still going to, I believe, he's still going to continue to have the crews. And um, salute to him. The man's an icon. He's a legend. Couldn't have been nicer when we met him on the cruise and the... And everybody we've come across, I've come across that were on the boat, absolutely loved and loved working for him. So salute to him and his amazing, amazing career. Just something that's just improbable, especially for a black radio personality. Did you get laid on that cruise? <laughs> oh, my God, my God. Uh, what's the demographic? Is it like 40 to 60-year-old? I would say when I went, I think, I think the youngest person on the trip may have been in their uh, late 20s. Okay. But did you stand out being younger? Uh, not stand out completely, like, but it was, it, was it was definitely, there's a majority of people, 45, 50 plus on the boat. Were there any Stellas trying to get their groove back from you? There were several, and I will not comment whether Ooh, or not. Oh, were you like Tay Diggs? Back. I was Tay Digging, if Black, you know what I mean. Black Sheep has a very a important question. Version of him. <laughs> very chunky version of him. Black Sheep wants to know if the cruise ship's tags were expired. <laughs> Black sheep. <laughs> Give me camera three. Oh, Hold man. on a second. I you son of a I bitch. I can't right now. <laughs> you racist as hell. <laughs> Cruise ship with expired tags. <laughs> you get pulled over because there's too much bass playing in the ship. The Coast Guard's like, uh, you're going to need to turn that down. Why are those windows standing? Coast Guard comes over. God. The whole ship. Mm. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, <that>. man. <laughs> Coast Guard's here. I had fun on that. That was a lot of fun. The Tom uh, Joyner cruise. I see. I disagree. I think I could infiltrate, and I would. Uh, it's not. It's I not what do, you think I it is. It's not fine. what you think it is. You don't understand, like black people from all over. This whole, ain't. You think the whole point is I, to exit white you think, society? You, you think it's cute? You think that shit cute? Not cute. You want to show I'd up? Go and have have you met black? Have you met black people from Louisiana? Have you met black folks from actually, Southern Texas? Actually, uh, there's a, a young lady recording a podcast here. Have you Have you met Florida blacks? <laughs> have you ever met the Miami, Virginia blacks? Miami or Central Florida? You've mm -hmm. met the. You met. Look, I'm just saying. You may be cool with the blacks in the Lou, but the blacks elsewhere, they uh, they're not here for me. They ain't here for you, Chris. I'm just saying, man. I disagree. They go on this vacation to get away. If they see you and you're not serving them their food. <laughs> They, they try to they try to have you mingle with them. They try to have you socialize with them. They left for a reason, man. Can I tell y'all something? I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell y'all what's really going on. I'm gonna give what you a, some insight on this snow day into the black community. Look, a lot of these black people put up with y'all five days out of the fucking week, eight hours a day, forty hours a week. They have look. They do it because at the end of the day, they have to take care of their own business. 
They ain't trying to see y'all ass after hours. They ain't trying to see y'all ass on the weekend. And they sure as hell ain't trying to see your ass on Tom Jordan Morning Crew. Payla Bell gonna be there. Mariah Carey gonna be there. What? what? You're gonna have oh Diana Ross. Wait, she was there. Mariah Carey? Yes. Diana Ross. She's singing all I want for Christmas. Look. And we want to enjoy our black legends. We want to enjoy our community without having your white ass all up in there, man. Yes, it's for us. We got to have something for us, man. We need one thing. Y'all in everything. We invite y'all to every damn party. We want one no, event. No, you, to don't. The, you don't invite me to the cookout in Forest Park. Man, we, I'm trying to get you're there. You're getting there. You have to earn your work. But you ain't going to just simply just show up, man. Y'all show up to everything. Y'all are everything. Every fucking thing. Every time we turn the TV, there your white ass is. Every time I go watch a movie, there your white ass is. Go to a food court, more white ass. Go to a comedy club, more white ass. We want one eight-day vacation where all we see are black and brown people. That's all we want. And if you are white, you need to be cleaning our clothes, cooking our food, watching our kids. Otherwise, get out of our face. Plot twist. Because of this act of aggression, I'm going to go and where all the black folks' cars are parked, I'm going to break into all their cars okay, while enough. they're on the Tom Jordan White Cruise. Good luck. Well, that's racist well, as hell. Oh, what luck. do you think of that? Good luck. You want to talk about flipping? Look, y'all sit up here. You got your concerts at Bush Stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, they do. You got your Garth Brooks at the Dome. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got your Rascal Flats mm. bar and grill. No, no, was going to get the mob no. got there, there was a mob story with that. All we ask. It's just one trip. Just leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> just for this one trip. Oh, I can't wait just to burglarize all you, those, fine, you can those, try to. those Dodge Charters. But the beauty is, that's also black elite. What is, what is so those black folks, sorry, some of them sorry, are police I, chiefs. Those, those. Some of them are uh, major attorneys. Hmm. So be careful. <laughs> you could break it to a car. You could break it to an executive. Ford Motors, don't do it. What is this, a dealership that only sells Nissan Altimas? I believe that. Whenever I do it, too, I dress up like those, uh, like they portray robbers in the the um, home alarm commercial. Oh yeah, a white, a, a menacing, menacing looking white yeah. guy with a, a sock cap, and like most robbers don't look. And <laughs> it's and every single criminal's a white. And guy. credit to the amazing white employees of Carnival Cruise, they oh. understand this. They recognize. Look, this is Tom Joyner's cruise. They ain't trying to see a lot of us. Let's make sure they're served. Is what the, what's is the menu? Oh, <laughs> is the menu oh, a special so menu? No, it's just a, it's a carnival cruise menu. It's very delicious. Mm. Um, but at the same time, they also recognize, look, we need to stock up on the baked chicken. How many? We need to stock up on the macaroni. How many, Long Island, ice, how many Long Island iced teas are served? <laughs> Long Beach teas. Man, nah, see, don't see. This is the other thing. I'm, I'm grown. Like I said, these are grown black people with a lot of money and so they they drinking Kanye. the hard shit no they drinking they ain't drinking no they drinking the hard they drinking, louis trey give me the blue label baby they blue labeling it up they, and they all like i said they plan for this vacation they ain't skimping they ain't they ain't cutting corners they bring it back and here's the and here's how you know it this is the most black thing ever and i'm gonna really give you some insight you know it's a black trip because everybody's coming back with a bottle of white Hennessy. Oh. Because you can only get white Hennessy outside the States. <laughs> so every black person that goes on a cruise or leaves a country, they're coming back with at least two bottles of white Hennessy because you can't get anywhere else. And I'll tell you what, well worth it. Uh -huh. 
I got to admit, because I was like, man, that's so stereotypical, man. My dad was looking at me. He's like, really? You're going to get the white hand? I was like, it's right here. And it's like, what do you want me to do? Did your dad get some too? Eh, everybody of the damn <laughs> shit got some. This one guy, and like I said, these people got bread. This one guy had a case. He had literally like, you know, the where you got to get the... Um, the crowbar yeah. and you're like he ordered oh, like wow. he spent like, he like what they put the, raptor, spent, the raptors yeah. in in Jurassic Park yes he had yes. a crate he had a crate yeah. uh, and he spent he had uh, a gondola uh, he was and I think this guy actually I discovered he's the he actually uh, I think he was an he was an executive vice president for Tyler Perry Studios <laughs> and he bought like a whole crate it was Tyler like Perry three, playing in that white hoodie so it's uh, it's very now, Big Mike raises a point. Okay. Talking about the staff. Of okay. The boat. <laughs> Big Mike's got questions. He's, now, He's been Mike, in the service industry in before. Big Mike. Industry. He knows the hospitality all industry. Levels. Yes. The man's got his graduate <laughs> what, degree. What, and, what, and what is Mike's stuff. question? I'm curious. Now, Mike <laughs> brings up a point um, that maybe the employees anticipate the tipping to not be the best the on thing. the time here's, and, here's the, and that's the other Please thing. Please address that. Now, we will. And that's a very good question. Again. I get it. Is. Some if of it. So if you wanted more money, then make it the price. Is that what you're gonna say? No, I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> but I have heard that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did I? Did you feel like you're hanging out with one of your answers? Uh, no, the tipping actually was silent. In fact, like I said, because people plan for this thing year in and year out. Because people don't just go once. Like my dad is now gone since I've gone with him two other times. Mm. Um. And because people plan for it, they plan to take care of the staff. Does this continue in his radio retirement? That's what I'm curious. I'm, I haven't read up on it. I would because hope it does. Because if not, then there's an opportunity for somebody else. Look, to uh, look. I, this, if he's got the do breakfast it, club cruise. Look, he he's got to do it, or Ricky Smiley's got to do it. Ricky Smiley cruise. Is, yeah. and he's Ricky Smiley's show is taking over Joiners. Oh, his, syndication. His, okay. Yeah. So it would be Ricky Smiley would make the most sense. It would make sense. But I hope Tom Jordan keeps it going because, like I said, you get an opportunity to see a lot of legendary black acts from the 80s and 90s on these trips. And you don't only get to see them perform, but you get to socialize with them as well. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Like, I got a chance to talk and socialize uh, at, over a buffet with Robert Townsend. Like, he's mm -hmm. one of the greatest comedic minds like of a generation. The man basically. Open the door for Keenan and, and just so many others, so many many black actors. That's like I got to talk at a buffet with Bob Euchre once. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So it's really cool. So I hope he keeps it up. But Tom Joyner, honestly, if you're not familiar with him, I, I I suggest you look him up. Look at some of the work he's done over the years, the impact he's had on the culture. Um, it's 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 a sad, but you 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 the thing that I've we've heard recently, perhaps through Twitter is that give them their flowers while they're alive. You know, show appreciation and love for people now while you can, as opposed to the thing we do often is when they die, then our outpouring of love and support oh, just, comes. And yeah. so the thing with Tom Joyner that I was happy with is that he was, he was able to see everyone show appreciation and love for him. Um, and he's able to now go off into the sunset and retire and, and le live a very happy, deserted life. How many bottles of sour mix are consumed on that Tom Joyner cruise? Quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. You got black women. Black women, they on vacation. Black women vacation. Like, you, if you ever, if, if there's one thing, like, black women just, whoo, they don't, they, when they, they, they have a plan. Like, they have itineraries. They have, they know what they're going to purchase. They know what clubs they're going now to. You've, you've confirmed on the show before, as a server, it did feel like, you were running 
what we used to call su lines, suicides in basketball, free throw line back, half court back, yes. free throw line yes. back, full court back, right? right? You have admitted that when waiting on black women in particular, it did feel a little bit like that. It did. Is that amplified throughout the cruise? Time sent like does does Carnival have to triple no, staff? No, no, because the, their wait staff's tired because I need a fork, a different fork, not this fork. No, and you have to see like Carnival Cruise because they sell that cruise out every year. Carnival bends over backwards for Tom Joyner. Got it. And so, but again, uh, uh, since people go often, they almost build a relationship with some of the staff that return. So I'm sure plenty of people have a relationship with some of the staff. No, no, that's saying. a whole another conversation. Mm -hmm. now, there you, are some people who would be you date a girl up. who was like, yeah, I was a Carnival Cruise uh, hostess specifically for the Tom Joyner cruise, seven years running. No boy. Would you trust her or? I would need some more <laughs> background information. How how well did you know these guests? Yeah, right. mm -hmm. Like that kind man, of. Man, it was. Man. Do they do the limbo on this? They do everything on this thing. There was a the game. dollar dance. Have you ever seen the dollar dance? There is something to do. I have seen the dollar dance. There is something to do. There is something to do all day long on that ship. And whether it's concert, there's yoga, there's uh, battle rap shows. events. There are no uh, battle rap no. events, man. Stop I being would, so stereotypical. I would, I'd be down for a battle rap event. Uh, there's, you know, it's it's. <laughs> so Eminem could be there. He will not. If they want the best. How about that for the next time during a cruise? A battle rap between Nick Cannon mm. and Eminem. I would go on that cruise. They should do a family feud on there. What if they reveal that Nick Cannon and Eminem worked us, and this was all just to sell out a giant cruise? Oh, battle rap cruise. A wild and out cruise. Here's a featuring Eminem and Nick Cannon. Here's a Bomani Jones of ESPN. I learned so much about building a community around content from Tom Joyner. That show was so good at finding commonality with a diverse audience. Yes, there is diversity within blackness and serving many wants and needs simultaneously. It's hard to be entertaining, informative, and educational without ever talking down to your audience. Tom did that day after day for decades. I wish oh. him and everyone who's worked on that show the best. They've done a lot for a lot of people. They have. Uh -huh. They've done a lot for the comedy Man, scene. They've done a lot for. Somebody say something that nice about me ever. Jeez, uh, that was but, well said. But you can't you can't deny his impact. Uh, Kamala Harris uh, also sent out a tweet saying uh, he's a legend, critical role in building community and lifting up all voices. He is Black History. It was an honor to be a guest in the Tom Jordan Morning Show, but also to be able to call him a friend and enjoy retirement. So he was, like I said, very prominent in the community. A guy. He looks that, like he enjoys himself. And he was actually one of the very first. Uh, black stations to say mute R. Kelly. Once it was made clear that it was R. Kelly was doing some very oh boy, uh, Tom Jordan was like oh, ain't no problem for me. Cut it. We won't ever have R. Kelly on our show and either his music. So he was he stood at the forefront. Now he he wasn't like he wasn't always on the same page with the community. But that's as Bomani pointed out. There's diversity within the community. That's it's going to happen. But he always showed love. He always showed respect. And, and you have to just appreciate that. And again, it's very difficult for a, what he started for a black man to build a brand through radio. We look, it's hard to build a brand, period. Let in me know radio. If you figure it out. Exactly. So to do it as a black man and to then do it as a nationally syndicated show and to again have the respect of a vast black audience, very, very difficult to do. And it truly is an accomplishment. There it is. Uh, real quick, they are closed today, but our friends at St. Louis Counseling Services can help. If you're seeking counseling in the St. Louis area, 
they are your resource. Check out stlouiscounseling.org online where you can watch and, or excuse me, listen to the podcast, Mental Health Matters. St. Louis Counseling Services has been around since 1955. Businesses, schools, individuals alike, they're here to support you and yours. stlouiscounseling.org for more information. Another quick shout out to, uh, we mentioned Dr. Ed. He's in here every Wednesday. Hillside Animal Hospital. They're a wonderful facility. Uh, if you're having issues, uh, sometimes your dogs can get the salt in their paws and stuff. Uh, keep uh, keep an eye out. There's a little tip from Dr. Ed to uh, make sure your dogs uh, and pets that go outside uh, keep their paws clean. When you got a bunch of salt out there, you can kind of mess with them. So don't let that happen. And I'll keep Travis's toes clean. Mm. Thank you. Out there. That's the kind of support I offer. Chris, we, we've talked about a great band in town, Joiner, and uh, I figured that the only way to... Mega Cruise! We could do a Mega Cruise! <laughs> that would be so troubling. And, oh, God! I just thought about that on the seas, and I would just well, maybe hope Aqua Man would come up from the sea and drown everybody. I was going to say, the maybe the, the boat sinks. I, um, All right, Gardner. <laughs> you're coming dangerously close to... Uh, being a, becoming a domestic terrorist, and I, I'm worried about you. Well, I'm glad you brought up domestic terrorists because oh, there is one who recently gave an interview with the New York Post, and I'm curious to get you gentlemen's what? feedback about it. It looks like it's about to be the Harvey Weinstein rehabilitation oh. tour. He did an interview with the New York Post, Chris. Oh, he did. In an interview with the New York Post and from I, a room in the luxury wing of a New York hospital, the disgraced movie mogul I, talks yeah, about yeah. his charity work, praises himself for getting Gwyneth Paltrow a big payday, oh. And shoots down speculation he is faking an illness to get sympathy. Do yes, you, boys and girls, you knew this was probably coming. Is this is this advised that he does this? Cause, okay, so he just settled with one or a few accusers. I think he settled. I don't, I don't know. But there's uh, still an impending trial. There's still an impending trial, and oh. he did not settle with all of his accusers. Okay. And there are still separate lawsuits that are out there. It's well, reported. Yeah, the, and the civil and criminal are separate. Right. And there has been reported that some women, some of the victims... Uh, are settling. Uh, the, the amount I keep hearing or reading is between 25 and 45 million. Uh, it fluctuates, it seems like, given the report, but it, there seems to be a settlement in the works uh, that is going to, uh, I think it has to be finalized by a judge before it can actually be official. But yeah, and I guess now that it's trial, since it's right around the corner, this is his way of getting out uh, because he feels, of course, he's been prosecuted in the court of public opinion. Um, I do you tell him to do that or do you tell him to just lay low? I don't think it matters. Yeah. I don't think laying low doesn't bolster his case at all. I think he just realized. Let me go to he's, a media friendly. He's now going Bill Cosby. Yes, which is uh, which is honestly, I don't know where else he could have gone. Like I said, I don't think. I mean, I, I would love for him to just to up. shut up, <laughs> but you knew that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I, this is his way of. <sighs> I guess bringing himself back to relevancy. Well, I think, it's obvious he thinks fondly of himself. Yes, it doesn't seem as if much has humbled him Not, throughout I, this entire experience. I haven't been, I, I haven't really listened recently, but um, we did have like a three-year streak of bringing up Adam Carolla on the show. <laughs> we did. I did an interview with Carolla like a year ago. Or was it a year ago when this stuff started kind of popping off? With With Weinstein? Weinstein. Oh, it's been almost two, two and a half years, three I'm years almost. With uh, it's, it's, been been two, it's been two years, I think, almost. Okay. Me too, I guess. I'm assuming two uh, years. I don't, whatever it was, whatever it was, uh, two years into this. I asked him specifically about it, and he was like, I've been calling this guy a, a douchebag piece of shit asshole for 10 years. He's like, none of this surprises me. He's horrible. And he was saying that. But just the fact that like, 
And he is. He could back it up on whatever show he was on. He was saying how horrible Harvey Weinstein was, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he was saying how he was just a, a dirtbag for so many years. You would think, like, this isn't that surprising if he is, like, against anyone's advice or anything, that he's just out there trying to clear his name or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I guess, does somebody like that think that they're going to not face the music? Is that where we're I, 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 I believe their stature. Right. Right. And they were just reason to believe that mm-hmm. that can be beneficial at times. Mm-hmm. Their stature and their money will get them out of whatever situation. Like Harvey Weinstein, before this broke, was probably the second, third most powerful person in Hollywood, some would argue. Some would even argue he was the most powerful person in Hollywood at, the, at, a, at a moment. And uh, it's something that we're seeing with powerful men um, that uh, that all of a sudden that their work in the past now makes up for the terrible deeds that have come to light. That's just simply just not how it works. Just because, and he points out in the interview, he's given, like of all of his movies that he produced, he's given so many opportunities to women and women directors and women producers. That doesn't mean it was okay for you to wait women it doesn't mean you, you it was okay for you to sexually assault it doesn't mean it was okay for you to say if you want this job you have to nug nug tug tug like that would it, be a quid pro quo yes it would be so i don't understand i mean i understand why because of, of these powerful men feel that since i have done this you should not look at me as terribly as you have i've done some good right and it, that does. That's not how it works. Doesn't you, mean you <laughs> haven't done terrible things, right? And so it's it's not. I'm not surprised that he's doing it. Not surprised what he's saying. Um, and I, I guess he's he's being the villain that I thought he probably has always have been. Like people who think that it's okay to do terrible shit because you gave fifty dollars to a homeless guy you saw on a sidewalk. It's not how life works. It's not how humanity works. And if you think that's you being human or you being humble and considerate, then you're clearly fucked in the head. Then it's not because you're looking for that to be a reason why you shouldn't be punished for your terrible deeds. Yes. And he goes on to say... So it's obvious you really didn't have pure motivation to be... And and, and it goes to to show that I don't think you understand the gravity of what you did. Like, And that's the scary thing because... And I think it, it was just kind of alluded to in the brand new Fox News film by Jay Roach bombshell. Mm-hmm. Um, there were women who were okay with their arrangement. There mm-hmm. were women who were not. Mm-hmm. So don't confuse the two. So And that's what I think a lot of these guys in this situation, even with Louis C.K., there were probably some comedians who were like, okay, get out the way, Louis. There were, I think I forgot oh, who it Sarah, was. It was a comedian. Yeah, she's like, all right, Louis, uh, go ahead and get out the way. There were some women who probably were like, okay, whatever. There are also women who don't want that. I, I also don't think it's fair to compare the two at all for what he's being charged with. One is as is, is a massive, massive hit list. Uh, he just paid $25 million. He's, gonna, yeah, he's I, got trials. Like, there is a huge difference in the law and in, in opinion. Louis like, C.K. did prevent people from working. Also, too, where that was you, also that was also. It, I don't, I don't want to. No, I'm just saying Louis C.K. But I'm just saying Louis C.K. Also, like when people didn't play ball with him wanting to jack off, 
he badmouthed them around the industry and prevented certain comedians, especially women comedians, from getting opportunities because they didn't want to play I ball. I just think that there's just such a difference. There is okay. I'll say there's a like, difference. That's fine. But I, not I'm not. I'm not. I don't think there's there a, a, I don't think there's a wide delta. Touching yourself and touching someone. Else. Yes, there's definitely. a difference. There's a difference there. in that. I, I, I and, I'm, yeah. and and I've said before, like it was one thing for what Weinstein and Louis C.K. did. But once people made it up in their hearts and minds that they did not want to be around that bullshit for those individuals to then go out of their way to then still harm their career because they had the courage to stand up for themselves, I thought was complete bullshit. And that's cowardly. And that's my thing against Louis. Look, people can forgive Louis. If that's your speed, do whatever you think is fine. But I have an issue when people stand up and say, bro, that's weird to me. If that's what you like to do with other women, cool, but I'm out. And then when they decide to leave and they decide not to fuck with what you're trying to do, that you then go, I wouldn't hire that person for a set or I wouldn't give that person a Oh, you're talking about whenever, like back yeah. when it was going on. Okay. Yeah, when was it was like, going think, on. And I'm listen, I don't know the whole story. I just think there's a massive difference between the No, and that's fine. And, that's, and I'm okay with making but that difference. He, I'm just, I just. CK came out and apologized to. CK at least right? did eventually, that eventually. Yeah. yeah. And thank God. And I think Harvey Weinstein. If I'm his PR person, that's the, and I'm obviously you have a trial coming up, so you have to, I guess, legally be careful how you quote unquote mm -hmm. apologize. But I, <laughs> I, I'm not surprised because I, we've seen it out of powerful men over the last handful of years that this is the route they take when they finally yeah, get the he, microphone like in front of their he's, face. If he's going to go forward with defending himself, he's not going to apologize. Right. Very true. Because it's in a criminal situation right, right. where others aren't necessarily in a criminal court. So there's, for simple legal strategy, he's not going to do anything yeah. like that. Right. And I can't look and look, and I think the scariest thing for anybody that I think everyone can relate to, male or female, is that um, we have come across people in our line of works over the years that are, that we could classify as, at the very least, creepy. Uh, and so as men, we can often avoid those situations. We can kind of work our way around it. And even some men confront those guys and say, hey, man, you're being fucking creepy. Uh, a lot of times we have seen with these situations, women don't have that uh, opportunity or authority to be able to always speak up, certainly in the moment, because they'll be seen often as confrontational or it's overly sensitive. And so you have to understand that these people endured this for a very long time. There are a lot of women in Hollywood that probably still haven't spoken up about their interactions with Harvey Weinstein because it's still so traumatizing and so terrible. Uh, the man's a fucking supervillain, if you ask me. Uh, I, 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 maybe one of the worst uh, time recently gave out the person of the year. There should be a magazine dedicated to the most evil individual that year. Harvey Weinstein would have had it two years running. He is an awful human. What, He's an awful person. What would that magazine be? Just it would like probably, something like uh, it would have to be. It would, like Mr. Burns would have to be the, <laughs> the the inspiration for it too. Just call it Burns. Yeah, Burns Magazine, Filthy mm. Bastard of the Year. Yeah, he says he's a rat bastard. Uh, yeah, uh, to, yeah. He says he's not faking the illness. Uh, he says he wants the city to recognize who I was instead of what I've become. Um, what? Yeah, whatever the hell the fuck that means. Is he going to show up in a rascal or a hover around next time instead of a walk? But a guy's like, but guys Will like, Pankhart? but guys like don't, Weinstein. Don't you motherfucker. <laughs> Stick around long Ruin enough, everything. you'll become the villain. I think why, what Weinstein and. Uh, <laughs> I see that. Uh, uh, 
Sorry, go no, ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, if uh, just to wrap it up, I, I hope if it's proven that all that stuff, I hope that everything that it looks like he's done or whatever else, I just I do hope there's some reckoning for that. Cause, uh, it, I, I think there needs to be. I hope it well, is. Well, it'd be nice to just have some clarity, too. Like a lot, I, I'm f- somewhat confused with everything because there was so much that came around. I'm somewhat confused, and it also immediately made me think, like, the hell did, uh, what's your boy Bill uh, O'Reilly? What did he do? He paid more than that to his person, right? Man, that guy spent almost uh, nearly $40 million on m- uh, Initially, that's payouts. like, oh, my gosh. Uh, but ultimately, I would just like some clarity, and then I think that's a win for everybody, too, because then it says, if you do this, then this happens. There's no murky. There's no excuses for anyone it just says, like, this guy, he did bad thing A, and this was the consequence. That and would I just think, be nice. And I think with guys like Weinstein, I think with guys like Trump, their, their, their thinking is that, look, this has always been the culture. And they and I would bet that Trump and Harvey, uh, they believe that there have been people who may have come before them who never had to face the music. There are people who they maybe even were mentored by who never had to face the music for that kind of behavior. So to them, now that they're having to face it, they're outraged because they're saying, look, this was the culture. Everyone was doing it. Why are you picking us out of the blue? And I would just say to that, you idiots got caught. And I believe it was the culture. I believe it has been Hollywood culture to ultimately cultivate these kind of monsters. I understand why Trump feels the way that he does, because in the world that he's operated in, that's always been approved. That type of behavior has always been accepted as okay. So now when you become leader of the free world and there are things like laws you have to abide by in your position, that's why he says things like it was a perfect call. That's why he believes he's right genuinely, because he's never, ever had to be called out on this type of behavior, at least not to this extent. So I think that's what Weinstein believes is that, oh, you guys are mad at me? Like Cosby, you mad at me when there was A, B, and C, D who were also doing it? That's why I think these guys are so defensive is because they're looking around going, man, I remember my the person who hired me. He, shoot, he was knocking them out three, four at a time and quit pro quo here and there. So I think that's why these guys have it in their head. Mind you, I've never been inside the head of a very wealthy predatorial white man, but I would imagine this is what they're saying. That is that it's culture, that it's... Hey, watch yourself yeah, there. No, okay, Cos- you brought up R. I, Kelly I, 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 not I, moments I, I, ago. Okay, R. Kelly. But R. Kelly, but you know what, you're right. R. Kelly's the same way. R. Kelly speaks you to... You didn't have hip- to say white man yeah, to make true, it seem fair. like that's we're the exclusive true. group. Yeah, that's that very true. You guys just lead the league. You're like the Golden State Warriors of it all. I'm sorry. You're the number one ranked team. But you're like the Duke of predatorial behavior. But what I'm saying is that, yeah, those guys, R. Kelly, Cosby... They grew up in a culture where it was okay to drop quaaludes in women's drink. They grew up in a culture where it was okay to pick up 14 and 15-year-olds from school. They grew up in that culture, so they are more surprised because it wasn't specifically them. They were like, ah, I was engaged. People were enabling me. People allowed me to do it. So why are you telling me I can't do it now? Hmm. Which is sad. Uh, uh, We haven't talked to any baseball today. Real quick. Some free agent stuff going on. Mad Bum. Uh, Madison Bumgarner signs with the Diamondbacks. I only bring that up because he was talking, like the Cardinals have been talked about with him so many times. Uh, you know, five years, 85 million, that's like somewhere around what they gave Mike Leake a couple of years ago. It's 
kind of the way you look at it. It's very similar to Miles Michaelis' contract. Are you disappointed that the card? And who knows? They could have been second runner. Maybe I think Madison's from Texas, right? Is he from Texas, Gardner? Uh, I don't. Th- I thought he was from North Carolina. Oh, okay. Maybe that's it. So maybe location had something to do with it. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Um, Diamondbacks right get him, which immediately, instead of just being like, oh, they, that's a team making a move. I get it. Immediately, I was thinking like, oh, the Cardinals kicked the tires on that? And maybe they did, and maybe they got beat out. I don't know. The money, though, the time, and his ability, I think that he could have been a fit. You guys signing that contract with uh, Madison Bumgarner if you're one I would have preferred the Kluber trade. I was going to take that. Uh, Gardner really? took, the, took the words Kluber's right out of my been mouth. kind of he took the words right out of my mouth. Down. Considering what they traded oh. for, what the Rangers traded for to get him, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That is more than anything. That was because we've talked about yeah, if the Cardinals Kluber are going to make from him. the Indians to the Rangers. The Look, way, yeah, Corey Kluber went to the Rangers to believe for Delano the Shields Jr. and a and a top prospect from the Rangers. Does, but but yeah. I think the Cardinals. I would have <laughs> looked. The Cardinals got a plethora of pitching. They had an op. I in my head, I see that deal. I that see an opportunity to pick up a a two time Cy Young Award winner, a guy that would be a immediately top of the rotation guy. You want to combine Kluber with Flaherty and Hudson and Michaelis. That is easily one of the top three, top four rotations at least in the National League. Mm-hmm. That is a very formidable rotation, especially in the NL Central. And again, it's cost effective. It would not have broke the bank for the St. Louis Cardinals to have made that deal. That is the deal that's more frustrating to me as opposed to the Mad Bum. Mad Bum, that is a good deal for the Diamondbacks, all things considered. Um, and he's your immediate ace right away. I, I'm not surprised that the Cardinals were, weren't were in on that amount of money. Um, it would have been nice to have a bad bump to that Cardinal rotation, but okay, I get it. I also want the Cardinals to spend money on a bat. That's why I thought the Kluber deal would have been brilliant for the Birds had they gotten that one because you could have maybe, you may have lost the prospect, but you got back a two-time Cy Young Award winner. Still would have... <sighs> You would think at age 33, you would imagine he's still got a good three, four good seasons left in him. Put it again. Again, you want to talk about Flaherty and Kluber? I, I, that's, I prefer, a, that's a nice one, too. I prefer, and you got Hudson I and Michaelis and then maybe Carlos as your five. That is a nice, that's a nice rotation you're working there. I, I definitely would have been mad if they would have pulled that deal for Kluber to the Cardinals. But I don't know. I thought the, the bump corner thing made more sense. It just, yeah, I saw the Cardinals not spending that money, and if they were going to spend that amount of money, they were going to spend it on a bat if that was available. And what would you do if Puig, if the Cardinals signed Puig? They won't. They won't. Uh, they won't. And they shouldn't because it's he's you not, don't you don't need not. another out. I mean, he's not that outfit. If you're going to do that, then you might as well yeah. sign Jose Martinez. Yeah, and, and for Kluber, for me, I just don't think you're committed as long term, which right. is what they would have desired, is to have some flexibility, which they That's said fair. before. So it would, to me, that made more sense. Do you Car- think they? Do you think they make what we would designate as a big move this off season? No, probably not, because I think people can be unreasonable. I agree. They, do you think incremental? I mean, they made a big move last year. Huge. Paul yeah. Goldschmidt. And Huge. they the year before, what did they do? You can't. You I mean, can't. so I think I think they've though, made big moves in previous two off seasons. I think Gardner, you're exactly right. I think, however, uh, to not make a move if you're going to lose Ozuna, and it looks like they are, yeah. and that's fine. Um, 
you you woo boy. But that's there's, a lot there's of the thing. There's you so don't make ifs. moves to make moves, though. Like, right. it has to make True. sense. It does have to make sense. Absolutely. So what, if the deals aren't making sense. sense but but do you believe Arnado's this? Arnado's available. Okay. Then what the fuck are you giving up? And right. the Rockies have right. never played ball with They've anything like that. that. Oh, it, yeah, not even Arenado, but other shit. Right. Agreed. With Blackman and stuff like that. Agreed. No offense. So, excuse me. Um, I think so straight it's like up Dexter, it's, I'm not, sending Dexter Fowler back to the Rockies for yeah, Arenado exactly. makes sense. So like you just don't make moves to make moves. If if you're that uninterested, then don't watch, don't care. Yeah, I don't. But you have. To, I mean, it has to make sense. I would hope they do something. If you're if you're going to lose Ozuna, I hope you find a bat that's comparable. I don't. Um, but the thing is, I don't is, think, I don't think you can. And if you can't, then the Cardinals are going to. And, the, and, and in that situation, you don't just go make a move to make no, a move. I though. agree. I definitely agree. However, that's a lot of offense that won't be available. Yeah. So you need to. I don't. You can't. I'll tell just you say, what. Your fucking prospects better deliver then, and I'm they better say, deliver at an early age because that's I'll tell, a lot of pressure because other yeah. prospects have. Yeah. Like I watch Juan Soto, I watch uh, Ronald Acuna, and I see them get talked the shit up. So if you're gonna talk Dylan Carlson up. And, and Nolan Gorman up, and they don't and, come out swinging, yeah. then you know what? It's yeah. on you. If, if, right. you're, if you're going to invest in your yeah. prospects, then they better deliver. I don't need three years Go of development. Level. I need shit right away. Go so, higher level. Harrison Bader, Tyler O'Neill. So, like, you you better deliver. That's all. The and if not, then, there it is. then you, you get criticism. And you, we say there it is. you do not get the benefit yeah. of telling us about prospects yeah. anymore because they don't deliver when needed. That's, 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 does, that's Alex Reyes, does Alex Reyes play into their plan? But that's also oh, that's, I'm sure, but you don't count on them. You don't you count on them. You treat them like Jaime Garcia. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. Okay, whatever I get is a, bo- is a bonus. Carlos a starter or, or closer? I don't know. He's not a closer. I'll tell you that. He, I don't think he's a closer. Uh, and you would imagine, I don't know what Hicks' availability is at this point. Not at the beginning uh, of the season. The beginning. Uh, and then, then, and then what always happens with these stupid reliever things, especially for a guy like Hicks that's exciting and everybody wants him to rush back, they go, oh, yeah, halfway through the year he'll be ready. No, he won't. He'll be medically cleared to play. Right. He'll have eight miles off his velocity, right. and it'll take more time to build right. him back up. Right. And then you run the risk of hurting himself right. again. Right. So hopefully because he's younger, he can bounce back faster. Well, I mean, but don't don't the, expect a damn thing out of him. How they rehab either. it is, down, I mean, if everything goes to a plan, there's – Right. But don't rush him back month, and don't expect week, anything out of day. him. I mean, they have that rehab process down. I think Gardner's exactly right. Don't I mean, expect anything out of Hicks no, this year. No, I'm not, and I wouldn't either. And I wouldn't expect a ton out of Reyes. I, I think but Gardner's exactly right. If the, You hit the nail on the head, my God. If the Cardinals, if you're not telling me that those guys aren't ready to step into the lineup to be boppers, well, you, to be studs, well, then you need Bader, to shut like, the hell up and on. go out there and find someone. Side Ozuna back. Otherwise, but you can't. But you, you're right, Gardner. But, I'm looking but forward then, to it. Because then what you're going to have is a talking point of, we'll have a law jam in the outfield. I, I don't give a fuck about a log oh, jam. I wow. give a fuck about who can play. There it is. Like, a log jam doesn't... Like, if they're all mediocre, right. then you have a log jam because you have mediocre talent. Right. If you had someone that was head and shoulders above the rest, you don't have a log jam then because you have a starter. So it's all about how relative the talent is to one another, which is if it's, if it's just, you know, above average, just a little bit above average, then you really don't have a log jam. You have just misdiagnosed the talent you have within your organization. Look, you hope a guy like DeYoung, uh, obviously a great first half, uh, shaky second. You hope that he can put it all together for a full season. Obviously, you want Matt Carpenter to return to form, which would be a huge boost. 
but you have to also look at some realities. You know Dexter Fowler is going to give you what you got last year, hopefully, Maybe. again next year. You know Yachty uh, isn't giving you 162. It's just that ain't the thing. That ain't for Yachty. I mean, not Yachty would love to play the 162, I'm sure, but physically he's just not on, He's not able to do it, and he's also he's losing a little bit on his bat as well. So you have there are certain realities that exist right now, and the Cardinals, like to Gardner's point, if you have that the prospects are going to be Acuna-like, then I then they better be Acuna like if you're going to talk them up the way that you have this off season. But to Gardner's point, look, it's on your ass if they don't. And don't be. I don't want to hear guys need to just be better. And then no, not, you and knew what they were when the season starts. Don't bullshit Dylan Carlson won't be a starter to start the season. He's not going to uh, get brought up this year. Oh, he will. Yeah, he'll get brought up. Do you think um, you think Carlson's a May guy? A guy we'll see in May, June. I would hope. Um, you wouldn't. You put, put it this way. Would you need, and I know we're going over, but would you need a Dylan Carlson to essentially be in that lineup to justify no moves this offseason? Oh, yeah, I would think so. Okay. Because okay. if you're going to highlight a prospect and tell me he's worth it, I w- I w- don't give me about development. Okay. Okay. Good. I've seen other guys come up, and it, that's, the game is obviously different now and has changed. Young guys are coming up and playing early on. I've seen the Cubs do it. Yeah. I've seen, we saw Bryce Harper. We've seen even recently what we have with guys. I mean, look at Madison Bumgarner when he came up. How yeah. old was he? He's only 31 yeah. now, 30 now. It feels like he's, uh, it feels like he's been older. It feels like that. he's Wainwright. AARP. Yeah, say, like, yeah, the guy's got, what, three championships so you know before 30? If you think the guy can deliver, show me. Let me see it. Don't tell me about it. That's all. I agree. Okay. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner, 30 years old. Wow. And he's Impressive. done everything he's done. Buster Posey's 32. Well, Mad Bum's got a Cy Young. He's got a couple, at least two championships, right? Mm-hmm. With the Giants. And before 30, that's a nice deal for the Diamondbacks. That's not bad at all. I, I like Mad Bum. It's and you got to think they can flip him if the, if things go We know the Diamondbacks. Awry. They're definitely known to do that. Just don't send them to the Astros. Yeah, there we go. Uh, that'll do it for today. Uh, don't forget this Thursday we are doing comedy at Sophie's. That's presented by Jack Daniels. We'll have Schlafly specials. That'll be a good time. Uh, that's at 6 o'clock Thursday, Gastro Pit at 8.30 Thursday, Gastro Pit. You know what, Travis? They got that late-night barbecue menu. Cannot say enough good things about that. Come out, see a show, 6 o'clock or 8.30 this Thursday at either one of the venues that we do each and every week. Big thanks to all of our sponsors. All the uh, good folks who've tuned in today, really appreciate that. We're back live. Oh, do we need to do a, a shout-out before uh, we go? I'll do it to mine tomorrow. Oh, okay. I'll just Guardian shout out a special tra- shout-out. I'll just shout-out Travis today for turning the world upside down and making it in. Like, still in shock. I don't know how we got through the show. <laughs> yeah, what a day. Travis got here. He didn't see the forecast is the problem. Uh, <laughs> right. ah! He's like, Everybody. I got here. Yeah. Now uh, what? Like, oh, yeah. shit, there's more? Everybody be safe out there. Thanks for tuning in. We're back live tomorrow at 8 a.m., weather permitting. See you Peace. Then.